Nobody rats on Little Caesar. See? There it is. Experimental robot 23. He's really something, Professor. I want you to look everywhere for a girl named Janet Corning. Janet Corning. Five feet, five inches, uh, brown hair. Brown eyes and the cutest little dimples you ever saw. Brown eyes and the cutest little... I mean, she has prominent dimples. This is Wisecracks Radio Hour. Join us as we follow quantum scientists Chuck and Wagner through their adventures as they try to get back home to the year 2017 and listen in as they riff on classic radio. Hey, Wagner, I'm back. Hey, man, do me a favor and remind me not to get the meatloaf from the cafeteria again. Oh, man, will do, but I'm afraid we've got bigger problems right now. Really? What's up? Did you call the landlady? I did, and she said that shady character that smelled wonderful was asking about us. Tried to get her to actually let him into our apartment. Hmm, so Steve Dallas knows where we live now. Yeah. And she did confirm that we rented the apartment, but she didn't tell him anything else. She told him she hadn't seen us in days. We'd better lay low for a few days just in case he's taking the place out. Yeah, you can sleep in one of the empty offices upstairs. I'll take the couch over there. Uh, I don't think Dallas will actually be back here, but just in case he does show up, one of us should probably be here with the stuff. Good deal. Uh, We need to get back to fixing the machine, too. I've been thinking about it, and I think the problem may lie in the patch I installed on the Mark II board. Oh, the the Mark patch? Yeah, that thing is rattling like a snare drum the last time I started it up. I think our guy across the street is another one. If not, he can order one. Well, we'll run over there uh, tomorrow and see. Uh, you want to knock out another tape tonight, or are you too tired? Yeah, let's do one more before we call it a night. Here, I've been waiting to hear this one anyway. I love Sherlock Holmes. Oh, the final problem, eh? Okay, let's cue it up. The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. Oh, cool. I've missed Sherlock. This should be good. Yes. We present the original stories of the late Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Oh, I wonder why, uh, why he was late. With Traffic, Sir John probably. Gilgood as Sherlock Holmes, Sir Ralph Richardson as Dr. Watson, and today, Orson Welles Ooh, as Professor Moriarty. Name. I love bluegrass. <laughs> it's making me sleepy. And now, the adventures of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, we with got Sir that. John Gilgood as Sherlock Holmes. Was there an echo Sir Ralph here? Richardson yeah. as Dr. Watson. And today, Orson Welles <laughs> as Professor Moriarty in The Final Problem. <laughs> All we are is dust in the wind. 
It is with a heavy heart that I come before you with the last adventure of my friend Sherlock Holmes that I shall be able to relate. That's weird. I have tried in my humble way to chronicle some of our exploits together to demonstrate the singular gifts of that most Ooh, remarkable he brought gifts. Yes. It lies with me now to tell you what occurred between Holmes and his arch enemy, Professor Moriarty, when at last they came face to face. Ooh, I love face to face. Got both their albums. Your efforts on the side of law and order have seriously inconvenienced me. The situation between us is becoming an impossible one, Mr. Holmes. It simply cannot go on. Did he call him Mr. Holmes? One or the other of us must die. Must die? Must die, Mr. Holmes. That's a little drastic. It was in the spring of 1891. You will remember, perhaps, that after my marriage and return to private practice, Holmes and I had drifted apart a little. Drifters? I followed the newspaper reports of his cases, of course, and called on him quite often at the old rooms in Baker Street. Even so, however, many weeks would sometimes elapse between our meetings. And so, it was with some surprise one April evening that I looked up and saw him standing before me in my study. Ah! How'd you get in here? <laughs> good evening, Watson. Yo. Oh, good evening, Holmes. Have you a cigarette for me? Ah, what are friends oh, for? Great heavens, man, how ill you look. Oh, I dare say I've been using myself up rather too freely of late, old friend. You have no objection if I close your window shutters? Uh, well, actually, Ouch. um... No. Actually, Ouch! Not. My fingers! Oh! Yeah. Confound it, man! You're not afraid of anything, are you? Snakes. Well, to tell you the truth, Teenagers. Damn, brother. Like you, Holmes. What is it? Air guns. Air guns? What on earth do you mean? There's a new and deadly type of air gun, Watson, Paintball? which has been specially designed by an old acquaintance of ours. Who? What, Professor Moriarty? It can only be he from your tone. The same. A match. Give me a match, will you, my dear fellow? Yes, of course. If I could find well, one, all I've got is these lighters hanging around. Is uh, Mrs. Watson at home? Who wants to know? No, no, she, she's on a visit to an aunt. Oh, I'm good. quite alone. Oh, I think that makes it easier for me now. to propose uh, that you should come away with me for a few days. Oh, delighted. <laughs> but where? To Candy Mountain. Oh, the continent. Somewhere abroad. Which broad? Huh? Abroad? Yeah, is that whiskey in the decanter there? Not yeah. anymore. <laughs> now, look here, Holmes. What's all this about? Uh, There's sure, you can have some. There's something more in your Rude. manner than... Yeah, you never did quite believe in the iniquities of Moriarty, did you, Watson? You've said so more than once. Shunned an unbeliever. you exaggerated a bit. After all, Professor Moriarty is a respectable figure in public life. Uh, so was John Wayne Gacy? Just so, and that's the very genius of the man. Even you, Watson, knowing me as you do, can't quite believe me when I tell you that he corrupts all London with his evil influence. Oh, I can't quite believe that. You oh, calling me a liar? to the world, he's still the professor, the great mathematician. He's respectable. But what real proof have you that he's anything else? None. Well, Thanks, Sherlock. At least, not until this last month. And even now, the chain isn't quite complete. For three days more... And I shall have him, Watson. Three days more, if I live to see them. You can't seriously suppose that John I am serious. In danger, Holmes? And stop no. calling me Shirley. Oh, 
You always love to be melodramatic. Melodramatic? Listen, Watson, this morning, this very morning, in those old rooms of ours in Baker Street, I saw him face to face. I spoke to him. Moriarty? Your no. distinguished professor. Within him a criminal strain of the most diabolical kind. That great white dome of a forehead, those hooded eyes, and the white face pushed forward. He just described John side Kerry. Side like a snake. Well, of course, if you believe the old heresy of physiognomy. It isn't only that, of course not. I've worked for years to follow a thousand different threads, and every one of them has led to Moriarty. He crossed stitches. He's the Napoleon of crime, Watson, the secret organizer of almost everything evil that goes undetected in this great city of ours. He just described there John Kerry. He motionless like a spider in the center of its web, a web with a thousand strands, and he controls them, every one. But slowly... Very slowly, my own secret plans to expose him have borne fruit. Every Bananas. day my net is drawing tighter, and he knows it, Watson. He knows the danger he's in, and that was why today he came to see me. That, and I owed him five bucks. I was playing my violin, as you know I often do when I want to think. And suddenly there he was, standing in the doorway, with his white face swaying in that evil way, peering at me with his hooded eyes. John Kerry. Good morning. Professor Moriarty, good morning to you. Oh, such polite archenemy. How very charmingly you play. Oh, thanks. I won this from the devil down in Georgia. <laughs> How kind of you to say so. Hmm. Won't you be seated, Professor Moriarty? I can spare you just I, five I minutes. I am sitting. Singularly good of you. Thank you. I will sit down. <clears throat> May I say something personal, Mr. Holmes? Certainly. You need violin lessons. <laughs> Surprised to discover that you have rather less cranial development than one might have expected. Uh, whereas you, on the contrary, have rather more than I had imagined, Professor. Uh, you will recollect, I am sure, however, that Beethoven's outdid us both. The dog? <laughs> however, our personal characteristics are hardly relevant to the present situation. What have you really got to say to me? Violin uh, lessons. Well, perhaps I only suggested, of course, perhaps it is a dangerous habit to finger... Loaded firearms in the pocket of one's dressing gown, Mr. Holmes. Uh, evidently you share that dangerous habit, Professor. I see that you keep your hand in the pocket of your morning coat. Well, I have Skittles in my pocket, sir. <laughs> Supposing we lay our pistols and our cards on the table. By and our means. Skittles. I was about to suggest it myself. Ah, I see you favor the Mauser type, Mr. Holmes, and without a silencer. Gun nerds. You must permit me to present you sometime with one of these small devices of my own design. They're quite convenient in avoiding unpleasant noise. Mm -hmm. How very kind of you, Professor. You must ask the hangman to deliver it to me as your last request. You evidently don't know me, Mr. Holmes. I'm Kerry. John Kerry. I wouldn't take up your gun again, Professor. I've already got you covered with mine. So Dice, smother and cupboard. I assure you it was only to give a harmless demonstration. Of the silencer? Uh, no, waffles. accomplishments as a marksman, Mr. Holmes. Oh. I've read in those accounts of Dr. Watson that somewhat bovine... I beg your pardon? No doubt amiable friend. Sorry, I had waffles. marks on the wall there made from your indoor revolver practice. Quite practice so. makes perfect. There, VR, Victoria, Regina, God save Her Majesty. Now that Who? I see them, it's incredible. She ain't no human being. Be. One side of the V is a little short, I think. Permit me to correct the slip. Admirable, Professor Moriarty. You were perfectly right, of course. That little mistake has now been rectified. I would like, however, if I may, to improve upon it. Your bullet mark is perhaps a shade smaller than my own. 
Permit me. Admirable, Mr. Holmes. Yes, precisely above your own mark, Professor. The exact spot, I think. No, no, pray don't look alarmed. My good landlady is quite accustomed to that noise. We shall not be disturbed. We shoot at her all the time. I'm very glad of it, for what I have to say is not without importance, Mr. Holmes. Shall we stop our fencing and begin? By you run a sword to a gunfight? To correct one statement that you made just now. Well, sir? With reference to my friend Dr. Watson, I'm afraid I can hardly permit the adjective bovine. Oh. Bo Diddley, perhaps, or Bo Jackson. Bo knows bovines. He's been good enough to exaggerate my own achievements and has always been unduly modest about his own. He is a most upright and honorable gentleman, Professor, and very close to my heart. You may say what you will about me, but I can allow no derogatory words about him. Very well, Mr. Holmes. You bovine. I apologize. We who are about to die salute him. Oh, ACDC. At least you do. You're very certain, aren't you, Professor Moriarty, that it is I who am going to die? There's to death. Course. Unless you listen to reason. The situation between us, Mr. Holmes, is becoming an impossible one. It simply cannot go on. Yeah, you're right. I'm, sure you. I'm dead. For these past few months, I've been working to put an end to it all at the earliest possible moment. And you have very nearly undone the careful endeavor of a lifetime, sir. Or at least have seriously threatened it. No, 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 don't move to your pistol again. I'm That's cheating. I'm only taking out my memorandum book. I beg your pardon. I find it recorded Watson, here. Watson, give me one of those memorandum thingy books. Paths on the 4th of January. Yes. On the 23rd, you incommoded me. He did what? <laughs> At the middle of February, I was seriously inconvenienced by you. At the end of March, I was absolutely hampered. And now at the close of April, like I find a dirty diaper? in such a position through your continual persecution that I'm in positive danger of losing my liberty. Socialism. The end I had in view. Then you must drop it, Mr. Holmes. Like it's hot. You really must, you know. Not till after Monday, Professor. You know as well as I do that you've made a slip. One single tiny slip. For years I've been aware of you, Moriarty, at the center of your organization forgeries, murder cases, robberies. He's a politician. A thousand crimes were planned by you. A hundred agents carried them out. Your subordinates were caught sometimes, but you never were. And yet, you know, you made that slip, that single tiny slip. And you know as well as I do that it will destroy you. In three more days, my evidence will be complete. I shall have you exposed, brought to trial, condemned, and hanged. And you can do nothing whatever to prevent it. My will is inflexible. As are my biceps. And so is mine. Three days, do you say? And before they're out, the end will come. One or the other of us must die, sir. Quite so. The five minutes is up, Professor, and I must really ask you to excuse me. In the pleasure of our conversation, I'm afraid that I've neglected business of importance elsewhere. Very well. uh, more important than death? Seems a pity, Mr. Holmes, that I've done what I could. I admit that it's been an intellectual pleasure. I need to see the way in which you grappled with this affair, but I tell you solemnly, Sherlock Holmes, that if you are clever enough to bring destruction on me, you may rest assured that I shall do as much to you. I know you, you are, but what am I? compliments during this interview, Professor. Let me pay you one in return when I say that if I were assured of the former eventuality, I would most cheerfully accept the latter. I shall I use it to change light bulbs. Good day, Mr. Holmes. Oh, your pistol, Professor. You may need it before Monday. Thank you. Good day, Professor. I think 
Goodbye is the word. No, I said good day. Goodbye. Good day. So it was, you see, Watson, that singular interview with the greatest criminal of all time. Lex Luthor? with the greatest detective. Oh, thank you, my dear fellow. But, but what are you going to do, Holmes? I I'm going to Disneyland. Continent. Moriarty's not the man to let the grass grow under his feet. Already one or two accidents have nearly befallen me today. Upon myself? Yes. The police are gathering all my evidence against him. Andy Summers? complete in three short days. Staying. Meanwhile, I can only lie low. Uh, are you able to leave your practice to come with me? He's been practicing piano. An accommodating neighbor. Ah, dear Watson, I knew I could count on you. All right, then. Now, these are your instructions. Listen most carefully. Instructions, Holmes? Yeah, they explain what to do. most necessary. Tomorrow morning at 8.45, you will take a handsome cab. I'll arrange for one to call. No, no, you really must obey me to the letter, Watson. You'll leave the house alone tomorrow morning... And take neither the first nor the second cab which presents itself at the rank. Very well, Holmes. Hand the address to what the, was the part? written on a slip of paper and tell him not to throw it away. And I drive, I take it, to Victoria Station. On the contrary, you drive to the strand end of the Lowther Arcade. I see. What about the cabman? Then have your fare ready, and the instant your cab stops, pay him and dash through the arcade. Don't stop to play Gallagher. the other side... At exactly a quarter past nine. Yes, but my dear Holmes... listen, man. Listen carefully. It's vital. Our lives (laughs) depend upon it. When you get there, you'll find a brougham standing close to the curb, driven by a A fellow with a black cloak tipped with red. Say nothing. Simply jump in, and he'll drive you to Victoria in time for the Continental Express. Oh, it's an meet you, Holmes. A second coach from the front of the train, a first-class carriage reserved for us. Good night, Watson. And as you value our lives, don't forget a single word of my instructions. What was the middle no, part no, again? Of course not, Holmes. Until we meet tomorrow, then. Until we meet tomorrow, then. I was infected myself with something of his own inner excitement and sense of menace. That's a serious I took infection. The and then the brougham with its massive hooded driver. I said nothing to him as I was instructed, and he never spoke to me. A moment later, we were rattling to the station. There he left me and drove off without a further glance, his face still hidden. It's probably right under his eyebrows, probably. There was no sign of Holmes, and my heart sank miserably. I found our reserved carriage, but through some confusion, a decrepit old Italian priest was sitting there. He smelled strangely of pipe tobacco. Still, I waited by the window in a chill of fear. Scusa, signor. Prego. Yeah, I'm sorry, Padre. I don't speak Italian. Nor do I. What? What? Why, you old... (laughs) Yep. That's Holmes. That's a good one. (laughs) This is no laughing matter. Not yet, anyway. (laughs) See? Stop! Stop the train! It's Moriarty himself. The tall man? He'll never do it. Stop the train, I say! Do what? Let me go, you fool! Or you only you! I know the conductor! Even the great Moriarty himself is helpless against the British railway system, Watson. Well, well, it gives us an hour's respite, at least. 
But Let's how, start how a game of Monopoly. Where we were? By watching you, I expect. But I did everything you told me. I... Wait, Holmes. The driver of the brome. Well, what about him? He was muffled. I didn't see his face. It must have been one of Moriarty's men. Or just a cold guy. Nothing of the sort. It was my brother Mycroft, shaken for once out of his armchair at the Diogenes Club. Good heavens. The thing is serious, then. Of course. Probably going to have to amputate. But at least we have an hour, and I can use it to take off this disguise and think things over. Or play Monopoly. We've him altogether, surely, since the train connects with the boat. My dear fellow, you evidently don't realize even now that Moriarty is an opponent on practically the same intellectual plane as myself. Do you really imagine that if I were the pursuer, I would permit myself to be baffled by so slight an obstacle as an express train? Express obstacle. What I should do, engage a special. But it'd be too late even then. By no means. We stop at Canterbury, don't forget. Oh, gotta get some and chocolate. there's always a delay of a quarter of an hour when the train gets to Dover. Oh, I so you'd almost think we were the criminals to be chased like this? You mean that he'll catch us after all, then? I hope not. We shan't be there, Watson. Look, look here, Holmes. I, I hate to grumble after all this time, but really, I do think you ought to tell me what you mean. Heaven bless you for a stout and faithful friend, Watson. I'm sorry... It's only that I don't well, trust well, I you. I don't want to expose you to danger too. Or my wife. That's why I'm being so mysterious. It's very simple, really. We shall just get out at Canterbury. Indeed. And not come on the continent after all, I suppose. Oh, yes, we must do that. We've no choice but to hide away until after Monday, when the evidence will have been completed. You've not seen the papers this morning, I suppose. Oh, really, Holmes? What time do you think I've had for that? <laughs> Besides, I shan't read. Everything, Watson. You really should have read about Baker Street. Oh, hmm? Jerry Rafferty. Baker Street? Yes, they set fire to our rooms last Jerry night. Jerry Rafferty. Mrs. Hudson was away from home, fortunately, and no one was hurt, I'm glad to say. They thought I was there, of course. Oh, my soul, the thing's intolerable, Holmes. Yes, only till Monday, Watson, and by then we'll be in Switzerland. We'll make a cross-country journey from Canterbury Love and take journey. the other boat from New Haven to Dieppe. Uh, Don't unless, stop believing. What? Our friend the professor deduces what I would deduce and gets off at Canterbury himself. Ha! Ah. That would truly be a coup de maître. Oh, sure. We There are limits even to his intelligence. No, no, I think we are safe enough, old friend. And now there's time for a pipe, I fancy. Won't you join me, Watson? Sure. Did you bring an extra pipe? We're on the train to Bangkok. What's in that pipe? <laughs> And thus it befell. As we hid behind a pile of luggage at Camp we saw the single carriage of the special go thundering past us. And so we made our way across country and at last reached Switzerland. It seemed we had eluded him. For the time, anyway. To fill in every detail of the final scene is hardly possible since there was no witness to it. Yet, from a certain source that I cannot yet divulge, but he I smelled do know of pipe tobacco. Of that last encounter. We wandered at our will through the lovely valley of the Rhone and made our way by way of Interlaken to the little township of Mirigan among the Alps. The fatal Monday came and went. And nobody really died. And yet I was still aware of a strange, febrile excitement in my companion. He was at times feverishly on the alert. Then, sinking into reverie, and would smile strangely to himself. Mm, bipolar. I went with him on that last day of all 
on a visit to the falls of Reichenbach, forever hallowed and yet cursed in my memory. Scary. It's a fearful place indeed, with a torrent plunging far below into a tremendous abyss, a chasm lined by cold, black, glistening rock. High above, a path has been cut in the cliff face to afford a better view, but it ends abruptly in midair, and the traveler has to return as he came. Broke and tired. We stood there, giddily marveling at the great spectacle, and on the instant came a message for me by a village lad to say that an English lady back at the hotel was seriously ill and needed my immediate attention. I turned to go. I looked back, and I saw Holmes leaning against a rock with his arms folded, gazing down at the rush of the waters. It was the last I saw. Is that you, Watson? Back already? Well, Moriarty. You sly old fox. Well, Sherlock Holmes. You see, I found you after all. And alone. I think we're alone. alone as now. indeed you must be too. Doesn't seem to me. Now that your confederates are all under lock and key, mm-hmm. I've heard from Scotland Yard. I escaped. Somehow. I was too clever for them, Holmes. I don't doubt it. But I'm afraid your occupation's gone, Professor, with your organization destroyed. Unless you care to return to your mathematics. It was Three not my intention. Is a magic number. I have another and more yes, immediate intention, Sherlock Holmes. Are you prepared? Well, before we discuss that, perhaps you'll extend me one small courtesy, Professor. No, certainly. What is it? Well, let me live! My friend Watson, Professor. No doubt he will be somewhat concerned. Uh, may I just take a moment to scribble a note to him? Certainly. We can fix the paper beneath my alpenstock there so that it does not blow away. Pray take as long as you wish. I'll just run home for some paper. Please. Don't stop talking, Professor. I mastered long ago the art of writing and conversing at the same time. Thank you. (laughs) You know, of course, that the message which arrived for Dr. Watson was a false one. Oh, yes, of course. I knew it at once. And that it could only come from one source. And yet you let him go? Yes, Professor, I let him go. I am not without some affection for him. I did not wish to put his life in danger, too. Besides... Besides? I have looked forward for a long time to this final duel between us. I believe it, Holmes. You are a very remarkable man. Well, thank you. In many ways. Many, many ways, sir. I'm proud to have known you. Have you? you, Professor. There. My letter's done, then. Perhaps you'll be kind enough to place it, as you suggested. Right. Now, how shall it be, Moriarty? I did not bring a pistol, Holmes. Sucker. Thank you. Your courtesy puts me to shame, Professor. Here is my pistol. It goes into the fall. Dummy. Things are going to rust. Hand to Shoot hand. it. Yes. Goodbye, Professor Moriarty. Goodbye, Sherlock Holmes. Now watch me do a belly flop. (laughs) No violin? Afraid those days are over.
That's a club back in Nashville. That's when right. I returned to that broken pathway, it was only too clear what had happened. It needed no great application of Holmes' own methods of deduction. Two sets of footsteps to the verge, and none returning. Locked in each other's arms as they fought, they had gone down to the abyss. Only the letter, the last greeting from my friend and comrade. My dear, dear Watson, he wrote. My dear, dear Watson. I scribble this through the courtesy of Professor Moriarty who awaits my convenience for the final discussion of those eternal questions which lie before us. 42. There can be but one outcome, although I fear that it is at a cost which will give pain to my friends, and especially, my dear Watson, to you. I think, however, that I may go so far as to say that I have not lived entirely in vain. Pray tell Inspector Patterson... Uh, do I pray or do I tell? ...for a full conviction of the Moriarty gang are in Pigeonhole M. Ooh, poor Pigeon. Before leaving England, I made every disposition of my property and handed it over to my brother Mycroft. He started Mycroft Systems. I give my affectionate <laughs> greetings to Mrs. Watson and remember me as I used to be in our old days at Baker Street, pacing to and fro with my violin and driving you to a point of sad distraction. Well, aren't that you just a regular you Sherlock good Holmes? good to say you love Believe me to be my very dear good fellow. Yours most sincerely, Sherlock Holmes. P.S. Right back soon. Yours most sincerely, Sherlock Holmes. Ooh, there is an echo, you're right. And so he perished, whom I shall ever regard as the best and wisest man that I have ever known. You don't know many people, do you? <laughs> Okay, so the adventures of he Sherlock really died? Holmes, what? based it's on the original did? stories of the late Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the late Sherlock Holmes, by John Keir Cross, wow. stars Sir John Gilgood as I guess Sherlock it is the Holmes, final problem. Sir Ralph Richardson as Doctor Watson, and today Orson Welles as Professor Moriarty, produced by Harry Allen Towers. Sherlock Holmes is dead. I thought he'd pop up with his violin and laugh at Watson. Me too. I have to do a little research and see if that actually was the final episode or if he'll come back somehow. Maybe we'll just run across another episode soon that will answer that for us. Well, good luck with that, Chuck. I hope so. I'm turning in. Tomorrow we'll have to figure out a way to get our stuff from the apartment without being noticed. we got to check on the mark patch. Get some sleep. Okay. I'll, I'll get some sleep. You do too. Uh, night, Wagner. Night. Wisecracks Radio Hour is written and produced by Aaron Lindsay and Sean Rourke. Dr. Charlie is played by Aaron Lindsay. Dr. Wagner is played by Sean Rourke. Mr. Brumbles is played by Craig Underhill. And I'm your announcer, Lori Lindsay. Please connect with us on social media. Our Twitter handle and Facebook ID is Wisecracks Radio. Our website is wisecracksradio.com. 
Thanks for listening and tune in next week for another exciting episode. Please review us wherever you find your podcasts. Well, we better lay the just in case he's going to stakeout. Yeah, we better lay low. Click. I don't think Dallas will be back here, but just in case one of us should probably stay here with the stuff. Yeah, okay, you read that line again. <laughs> Why you don't like my stutters? <laughs> All right. Sorry. All right. No problem. <clears throat> oh, the Mark Patch. You didn't read it before, I didn't did you? Read it. I didn't read that. <laughs> he said he's never. He said he's never missed an episode, so I put that in there for him. <laughs> so there's your blooper. Oh, the Mark Patch and me laughing. Yeah, that's it. I swear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not going to tell him about it either. I'm just going to let him hear it. All right. Do, do okay. your line again. Sorry. Oh, God. Okay. Where am I? The good deal? Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> you okay? Yeah. <laughs> good deal. We need to get back to fixing the machine, too. I've been thinking about it, and I think the problem may lie in the patch. Of, the patch. <laughs> don't do that. Don't, don't running out of bre- Running out of breath. <laughs> Good deal. I could do that. Good deal. We need to talk. We need to get back to fixing the machine, too. I've been thinking about it, and I think the problem may lie in the patch I installed on the Mark II board. Oh, the Mark patch? Yeah, that thing is rattling like a snare drum. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Why didn't I read these? You want to read it all real quick? <laughs> Just give me a second. <laughs>